Welcome to the Josh Bolton Show, where we dive into interesting and inspiring conversations. And now, your host, Josh Bolton. Welcome, everybody. Today we have Sonia. I actually totally forgot to ask her what her last name is. We're going to go into different stuff from job fulfillment, satisfaction, her own business, her awesome stuff she's done in between to where she is now. Here she is. Josh, thank you so much. Well, my surname, which is unforgettable, is Morton Firth, which is a bit of a mouthful. It's yeah. double-barreled and it's all mine, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do have I'm actually one of these people that love their names. So Sonia Morton Firth, what do I do? Well, you know what? It depends on what part of life you ask me that. So I've reinvented myself several times um, and I've just turned half a century, which I'm just getting used to saying, that sounds awful, half a century, 50 years old. Oh my God. Uh, but for the majority of my life, I was classified as a very successful career woman working in the city in a very fast-paced, highly driven sales environment. Um, For most of my time, I was traveling around Europe and around the US. I was responsible for setting up some of our business in the US. Um, And I I, I went to the top. I I climbed the career corporate ladder and I burnt myself out. And I got to to the, the ripe age of 40, And like they say, life begins at 40. And I woke up one day and thought, wow, I I, I should feel very successful on paper, I am. But I just don't feel fulfilled. And it was that moment that was really the start of the rest of my life to to date. And 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 six months later, I, I quit my job. I've got a a passion for health and fitness. So I retrained as a personal trainer, knowing that's not the way I wanted to go. I wanted to run my own business. So I launched my own uh, gym wear, fashion wear for women. Uh, Here in the UK, we didn't have the likes of Lululemon at the time. There wasn't much on the market. That was a while ago. But we launched that. I launched that brand and uh, sold my shares a few years later when I reached another low point. And then decided to train as a bodybuilder. And I've competed on stage twice, retrained again as an executive coach and health and fitness coach, um, Have also have a property portfolio. So I think that's a little bit about me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, would have, that, I would have butchered half of all that. Yeah, does that give you a bit of a taste? I think the main point is, I, I think it's ever too late to reinvent yourself. So if people um, are out there are listening to this and thinking, oh, I'd like to try that new venture or I'd like to try that new business, what I'd say to them is, why the hell not just go for it? You know, right? you are never too old. And if you've got an idea, if you've got a passion, if you've got a dream, and more importantly, if you have a vision, because it all starts with a the vision, then that's what you should be going for. It absolutely does. That is the key to a lot of the the big businesses we see today is they had a vision back before it was even a thing that this was coming. As long as you keep at it, you're going to get there kind of thing. Absolutely. Well, it all, it, it all starts with a thought, right? Um, I don't know if you've heard of the book by Napoleon um, Hill, Think and Grow Rich. It was um, one of the uh, first personal development books back in 1938. And he, you know, he based 
um, his book on interviewing some of the great um, entrepreneurs and people out there at that time. And one of his fundamental things that, he, that Napoleon Hill talks about in his book is how everything is created by a thought. And that, that, that's the basics of it. Basically, you can take that and you can look at the law of attraction, the secret. And yes, it does all start with the thought. And that thought, if you can really visualize that thought, then you can really bring it to reality. And I am a great believer in that. Yes, that is that is actually one of my first books. That and the richest man in Babylon, which is what started me on this whole. It's funny. I'm aspiring to be like you. What you left, a financial person building up a portfolio, and like managing money. But then I came to realize managing money is a terrible idea. So much liability. It is. Why? And if you thought, Josh, why it is that you want to magic that money? You know, it's not even the money or the compensation. It's like the, it's like a video game. The more I see the numbers go up, it's like points, the more I'm succeeding. And like, as my, with my small little like retirement account, it's nice kind of thing. But if you can literally see three zeros, just click up suddenly, that's amazing. That is like the, I feel would be a a rush. I think we based um, our success around money. But if you really think long and hard about what success actually is, I mean, money is not talent. Money is a bit of paper that we've, that, that's man-made. We've given right. a value to it. It's all a game, really. I mean, th- th- this thing that we play with, this paper, I mean, let's face it, in a few years' time, we'll all be dealing with crypto anyway, so right. that might be non-existent. But the fact is it's a man-made thing, and we've, laid, we've, we've given money such a value we've attached our own success to the amount of this paper i mean it's absurd if you think of it can you imagine aliens coming down from space and saying well how do you run society well it's all based on this like green note in most countries a green note um, mm-hmm. and the more of these green notes you have the more successful you are i mean it sounds absurd right it does uh so i think um what I really recently realized and probably over the last 10 years, ever since I've left the city is what is the value of money and why do we value money so much? And is it actually money that means we're successful the more money we have? Because I really don't think that's true. I mean, certainly Steve Jobs didn't think that's true when he was on his deathbed. So why as a society do we put so much fixation on this thing that isn't tangible? And it's actually because I believe it's because we associate our success with this. Um, and that's how we've always been brought up. Interesting. Yeah. That's the recent one. A lot of entrepreneurs told me they're like, money's nice. And it's, it's great if you need to like take a week or two off, you know, you have money in the bank kind of thing, but they're like money is not the end game at all. Definitely not. Now, look, I'm not I'm not sitting here like saying don't earn money and yeah, forget money. Money is important. Absolutely. It's important, but it's as important as you make it. And it, it, you've got to decide what it is. It's not just money. It, it's what that money can bring for you. Why is it that you want the money? And if you're sitting there going, oh, it's because I want a nice car. I want a nice handbag. Probably not in your case. That's the wrong reasons. It's like really think about this what is money going to bring you so for, for me i guess money the importance i have of money is it's, it buys me my freedom 
Yes. It means I can do what I really love doing, which is a little bit like you, Josh, is running my own YouTube channel and interviewing, inspiring people that, that bring a, like a completely different viewpoint to, to how and challenge society and the norms of society. So um, money for me has given me that freedom. Wealth building has certainly given me that freedom. Now, when you put it like that, yes, I agree. That's, I think I want freedom, but I couldn't put in those words. Like if I can get so much, yes. And I know I don't have to worry for like the next six months kind of thing. I think that's more what it was. Thank you. That was a good insight. (laughs) I think if you really drill down and think, well, why is it that I want the money? Because materialistic things, the pleasure you get from that, yeah, it's like a drug, right? You get a a quick high, a quick fix. But, you know, in a week's time, you'll want a new car, a new handbag, a new toy, a new whatever it is, because the fix doesn't last long enough. But if you're using money in a different way, and if it's a way of you growing, like you say, you know, you're you're into your personal growth uh, books, Napoleon Hill, if you're using it to grow and contribute and serve humanity um, and not trying to sound too woo-woo about it, but that's when you get true fulfillment and that's when money can really help. It can. And, it, and it's like, in general, if you have a good cash flow, you don't have to, I mean, you always, you should keep a thumb on the pulse, but you don't have to worry too much. Oh, I'm going to get the big client this month. Kind of thing. It's like, I make an extra 10K a month off my like properties. I'm just referencing you. I don't know how much you actually make kind of thing. Well, I make enough to live. So I, I, it's bought me my freedom. Right. Uh, so I think that I've got, I'm so grateful for that. And, and that's something I built up over the years of being in the city. I developed a portfolio that meant that I didn't have to go and work for the man, as I call it. And I didn't have to be enslaved to a nine to five corporate job, not that it was ever nine to five because you give your life away. Yeah. So I, I, I do. I owe a lot to that, and I, I owe a lot to my to, to my property portfolio. It doesn't have to be a property portfolio; it can be anything. Um, but it's it's a passive it's passive income, as I call it, uh, and I, I'm, and I am very grateful for that. Yeah, no, that's, I think intrinsically what we we in general see, kind of like me right now, where it's like we want freedom. Well, we always see the rich with all this money, so that must be freedom kind of thing. But sometimes we don't even realize they're literally locked in their office for days at a time trying to figure out the problem. You know, these people that have got loads of money have never got any time to actually spend it and enjoy it. The, The true success to me, the true success is freedom and time. Because you can never buy time back. Well, as far as I know, they haven't invented a time machine yet. So they can't take those years back. You know, I've just turned half a century. I can't get those 50 years back. So what I would say to all those people that are younger than me is, bloody have a good time. Enjoy yourself. You cannot take your money with you. (laughs) No, you can bury it, but it's not going to get you very far. So just enjoy the time that you have. And by enjoying it, I don't mean previously spending it and going out and just doing, uh, you know, party things all the time. It's just make sure that every moment of your life, you're, you're being grateful and you're doing things that bring you joy. Yeah. Well, I agree. Like, like you said, if you go spending everything, then you're going to be debt and then you owe other people money kind of thing. But yeah, that's not a great place to be. No, it's not. So I actually had the legendary commodity trader and at least on my side of the pond, his name's Ken Roberts. 
You know yeah. the name? No, no. He's an American. So essentially he introduced the most amount of uh, people to the commodities uh, market to make money successfully kind of thing. And that was the biggest thing he told me. He's like, he's like, yes, I'm worth hundreds of millions. He's like, it's nice. But he's like, you know what? It, he's like, I realize I'm going to die soon. He's like, I can't take all of my properties with me when I die to heaven or hell, wherever the hell I go kind of thing. He's like, so I make sure now to give that money to other people who are up and coming. He's like, he's like flash P in a sense, but he's like, these are people that like venture capitalists will never touch. He's like, because if they had that extra hundred thousand, their business is practically guaranteed to succeed. And he's like, that's worth more to me than just keeping the money. Because yeah, if he feels fulfilled because he's contributing in other people's lives, he can't take, you can only spend so much money, right? I mean, right. that's what I mean. Money doesn't bring you happiness in the end of the day. It, it really doesn't. And, and I know people go, oh, don't be so stupid. Of course, money can bring you happiness. Yeah, you know what? Money can, you can pay for a nice holiday. You can pay for a nice home. You can pay for a nice car. But that's not happiness. Right. Tell me, who wouldn't rather fall in love then have loads of money. I mean, the feeling you get from that is, you know, 10 times more. You can't bottle that. Equally, you can't bottle your health. You know, you can't bottle your time on this planet. So those are the things that we should be really um, nourishing, caring about and looking after and wanting to, to duplicate. So um, for me, the important things are, are, are being healthy. Your health is number one, your time, your time with loved ones. And if, uh, if you know, the last year, if it hasn't taught us one thing, it's taught us the, you know, that connection is so important. You it know, is. all the money in the world couldn't stop COVID. No. You know, in the end of the day, uh Connection is important and having having time and, and time with loved ones, you know, you can't take that part back. Indeed. Yeah, that's the you bring up a good point. I'm trying to remember the, the guest, but he essentially said he's like, I make a fair amount of money. He's like, I'm not, you know, the Lamborghini rich kind of thing. But he's like, I get to choose if I want to go to work. He's like, if I'm not feeling it, I can stay home. Me and the family can go down to the beach. He's like. That brings me so much joy. That's better than all the money I could have earned that day kind of thing. And I'm and, like, and wow. It. It's freedom of time, right? So that mm-hmm. he's got his freedom to be able to choose. Um, the problem that we get is um, people are uh, chasing after what they think is success. And they see money as success. And they see this hustle, this constant rush around for results and achieving things as a way of becoming successful when actually just taking the time out to relax can actually bring success in in itself so i think as as a as a i'm going to say again as a society or as, as as a nation whatever we 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 assume that people with money that are hustling that are working constantly 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 are successful but that busy, busy, busyness doesn't necessarily mean they're successful. We've just classed them as successful. Now, right. who's to say that somebody that hasn't has got time just to sit and read a book, have a nice cup of tea? I'm, I'm from England, so we have nice cups of tea. <laughs> read a Coffee newspaper, whatever, <laughs> whatever we do. 
isn't that success? If you can have time to do that, isn't that just taking some time out in the day? Isn't that true success rather than the person that's rushing around busy, busy, busy and uh, trying to make a dollar really, really quickly? You know, it's, it's, it's how we define it and how we've looked at it and how we judge other people. Yeah, that actually is a very good point. It's kind of what I've put like two and two together after talking to all these people is success in general is do you feel comfortable and joyful? If yes, then you are successful kind of thing. And and it's knowing and knowing yourself as well. Right. I think, um, cause I think certainly in, in, and not to say necessarily it's a younger thing, but in my younger years, I didn't really know who I was. So for me, success was, might have been getting that deal in. It might have been, you know, landing that big um, corporate or whatever it was in my work. And I thought that was successful. But I I didn't really understand who I was and why I was here. And I think every one of us has a gift inside us. And it just takes some time to unravel the layers of the onion to get to that gift. And true success, I believe, is finding that gift and helping others with that gift that we're given. Now, that gift can be anything. It can be be a mother. It could be being a mother. It could be being a cook. It could be, be doing whatever that you truly believe is your true purpose and your gift. And we we all have a true purpose. That's what I believe. I believe we all have an intrinsic thing within us that we're meant to be doing. And it gets squashed at an early age because at an early age, you're surrounded by your parents or your school teachers or your school kids. And nowadays it's social media and there's shoulds and there's ought tos and there musts. You know, you should be a lawyer. You should be a doctor. You should be an accountant. You should get that nice job that's going to pay you a salary every single month. Hell or high water, you're going to get paid. Exactly. So I think we squash who we really want to be at a very early age because we listen to all the voices around us instead of listening to the voice inside us. And um, certainly the older I've got, I've reinvented myself several times. And I really understand that true alignment is getting to know who you truly are and why you truly are here, and using that gift to then help and contribute to others and serve others. Interesting. So I'm while you're saying that, I'm thinking, do you know the uh, you like influencer, whatever you want to call it, Gordon Peterson? No. Good guy. You should look him up. Uh, he essentially his definition. He says when we're young, like you said, we get our our inner child is like maybe we were bound to be a geologist because we just for some reason really like rocks kind of thing. Yeah. And he's like, but through school, they grind you down. They, they make by high school, like you've kind of put your little rock loving kid aside and like in within you, when you get to college, you actually put them aside. Cause like, that's not going to pay the bills kind of thing. And he's like, and this, he's like, it's almost seems like when you hit about 35, you realize, Oh, I'm successful. Wait, but I'm not, I'm not fulfilled. And he's like, the problem is we're never taught the steps after that is how to find the young self that we hid away. You're spot on, Josh. That guy, he's actually completely spot on. He needs that little rock, the kid that loved rocks or whatever it was. Maybe it was the geologist, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the true gift. Go back to your childhood and 
Uh, you know, people are listening. What well, how I found mine. I mean, I did a lot of personal development work, and I really discovered what my true values, my true values are by doing um, some work with, with um, Dr. John Demartini, who's who's big in the personal development work, who helps you discover your purpose by your values. But also another way to to look at it is well, go 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 back far enough and try and, and, and stripping away. All of those things you were told told you should do. What did the little girl or what did the little boy really want to do? And it's sometimes it's quite difficult to find that. And sometimes you're like, oh, what did I really want to do? But one day when you find that, it might make sense. You might suddenly that button might be like, oh my god, that's it. That's what I really wanted. That's what I wanted to do back then, and that's why I love doing all these things right now. Why am I not following that passion or that journey? Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's actually recently on my journey, I've, I've come to realize that is young little Josh really liked figuring out the meaning of the story for anything kind of thing. So like when a teacher would tell us something about World War II, I'd be like, but that doesn't add up because this happened, what happened in between kind of thing. And they're just like, don't ask questions, just regurgitate on the papers. Like, but I want to know what happened in between that. That was and I've realized that it's why podcasts is like, I want to figure out the story. Yeah. That's the natural curiosity that you have, that your teachers are telling you don't, you don't need to get curious. That's not the answer. That's not the answer to the question. Yeah. Multiple choice, A, B, or C. Right. But no, you needed to let your curiosity. Yeah. it be expand and go deeper. And yeah, like you say, that's the, you're podcasting now. You're talking to, to different people and trying to understand what makes them tick. Yeah. And I've also come to realize the different walks of life, it doesn't matter what stage you're in. We all go through the same shit. We are not that special kind of thing. Or we can look at it in another way. We're all very, very special. Okay. You need to, I believe we're all special. We're all amazing human beings. doesn't matter who you are, what walks of life, where you've come from. We all started as babies. We all started as babies. Yeah. And everything else after that was chucked in and, and we became who we are now today as adults. But we all started, we're all special. It's just what happened to us down the journey, down the way that might have led us up to different paths. But in the end of the day, I think each one, every single one of us is special. Interesting. Okay, I'd like to add special in the sense that of our personality and who we are, but the journey, the path we take is very similar. Would you agree to that? What the path that we take as humans is similar? Yes. Well, we're, we're all, I believe we're all souls living a human experience. Uh, okay. So, and you can think about that depending on how you believe. I'm, I'm not religious. I'd say I'm more spiritual than religious, but I do believe we're all here having a human experience. Um, and, and yeah, I think our paths are all different. Interesting. And we can do... But we can choose to go down whatever path. We are the creators of our own reality. I don't think from everybody is in the position they're in because they've created that reality, is what I'm trying to say. Interesting. It's very interesting insights. That is. Yeah, the, the last part for you, by the way, on the mic just cut out. So I'm trying to like piece it together. Oh, okay. Can you hear okay? It just was like... Kind of thing. 
But um, either way, um, so can you tell me about your journey from the, the quote-unquote successful banking to your, reforming yourself to your bodybuilding time? So, yeah, so I left. And to be honest, I didn't know who I was anymore. You know, I'd spent 15 years in the city uh, being at this label as a successful career woman. And suddenly I got up one day and I didn't have to go to work. And I didn't know who I was. And, you know, bear in mind that all my colleagues and the people that were around me, work was everything, everything to me. So I had to find a new identity. And actually, that was the tough one. People don't tell you that. People think, Oh, fantastic. You gave up your corporate job. You can just get up and do whatever you want. But actually, that, that's not what you, that's not how you feel it. I'm not one of these people who just get up and puts the TV on or does this. You know, I felt like I needed a purpose. What was my purpose? So I was always interested in um, health and nutrition. As I say, I retrained as a personal trainer, but I always knew I wanted to set up some sort of business. Um, and uh, I started with my business partner, a fashion brand for gym wear for women. And that was that was tough. That was 24-7, a lot of stress. And if anyone out there is listening who runs their own business, not only running your own business, I've got to say the fashion industry is super, super hard. And I knew nothing about the fashion industry other than loving fashion, but that's only part, that's a tiny part of it. Uh, so it was a steep learning curve to running your own business, not to mention we made a whole load of mistakes. I mean, all my savings went into that. And it cost me, it cost me not only um, my, my health, my relationship. I realized that it wasn't really something that was really on purpose for me either. So I left the city job. I thought I'd found something that I was should be doing because I was still chasing this thing of I want to be successful. And I thought by being this huge, massive fashion company and CEO of this big brand would mean that I was successful. Again, I was chasing something that wasn't truly me, you know? And, and I'd say a lot of entrepreneurs out there don't chase the money. That's not going to work. You've got to change. You've got to understand what your why is, to quote Simon Sinek. You've got to understand what the business is about and why you are doing this. Are you serving people? And is it linked to your own values? And it's at that stage, after many sleepless nights, we had investment on the table. As I say, my relationship had, uh, had taken a toll. And I just thought, I can't, I can't continue to do this. So I came out of out of the business, I sold my shares. I was very lucky in that that my, my, my business partner bought me out. And I decided to do something completely different. And, uh, and, and, and the models that we were using for the gym clothes were all bikini athletes. And I thought they looked great. So I started my, my bodybuilding. And I, you know, at the age of 44, a lot of people would say that's a bit old to be standing on stage in a bikini, especially <laughs> to be judged. But I knew I had something to prove to myself. And I thought, I can do this. And so I spent the next few months, or my, one of my passions, the next um, few years getting to stage ready. And I've competed twice. I'm contemplating competing again in my 50th year. Uh, but I love it. I love bodybuilding. I love the confidence it brings you. Uh, and I love the discipline and what it does to your figure, etc. Uh, but not 
only that, it taught me so much about health, nutrition, and actually going for something and being determined in doing something despite the fact that everything may be against you. My genetics were against me. I'm very small. I found it very difficult to put on muscle. Um, All of those things, my age, all of those things were against me. And I had so many people saying, this is impossible. You can't do it at 44. You know, what you're doing being becoming a bodybuilder is ridiculous. Um, And at the same light, I knew there was more in me. Uh, So I also... um, started really going down the personal growth route. Um, I started doing some Tony Robbins work. I'm sure you know Tony Robbins. Yes. I I did uh, some John Demartini work. And I also ran one of the largest um, personal growth communities here in the UK. And we used to have great speakers on stage. And I shared it with the stage with some amazing names. Um, and, And I loved it. And from there... Um, I started my own YouTube channel and podcast, and to date, I've done over 100 interviews with some amazing people, everyone from Amir Khan, you might have heard of her, the famous boxer, uh, to, to John Demartini and, and everyone in between. So really, I think my journey has been one of reinvention, but constantly learning more and more about myself. And understanding what brings me joy and what my true values are. And I've got Dr. John Demartini and his breakthrough experience to thank for that. Absolutely. I'm just curious, personal, what's your show name? My show name? Oh, it's my name, Sonia Morton Firth. Oh, my my show? It yes. is the Sonia Morton Firth show. Okay. I mean, um, while you continue that, I'm going to look that up. So, yeah, what is so the other? Um, what is the other things you went into with your uh, the, the people? Sorry, the the people on my show. I'm rambling now. Continue whatever you were saying before I distracted you. Oh no! Well, so the show is called the Sonia Morton Third Show. It's on YouTube and all, all the major podcast podcast platforms as well. And my show really shines a light on people that have led a life less ordinary, that have gone beyond. So they have gone through adversities, challenges, um, and are there serving and contributing still to others. So I interview a lot of endurance athletes. I interview people that, um, uh, a lot of veterans that have fought in wars, that have got amazing stories, that have lost limbs, and they're still getting up today and doing a lot of charity work and helping others. Um, but I've also interviewed a lot of coaches as well. Everyone really from inspiring entrepreneurs uh, to leaders, um, you name it. And, uh, and it's, it's brought such inspiration and a wealth of, of growth and learning in my own life as well. And I think that's, that's what I love about doing the podcast and back to what you said, Josh, about being curious. When you were a kid, you know, your teacher saying, stop, you know, asking these questions. Well, I was a little bit the same, you know, I'm very interested and on a very intrinsic level of human beings and what makes them tick. Um, and as part of actually being a coach and being a, a, a qualified coach, it's really delving down deep, certainly not talking them out the talk I'm doing right now because right. you're letting the person doing the talking, but it's really um, going deep and understanding who that person is. And that's what interests me, why people do what they do and what makes them not ordinary. So I think 
coming from that corporate life of needing that sort of nine to life, nine to five life of just following the rules, doing what we were told, doing what we're expected to do, to interviewing these people that don't do what they're expected to do, that don't lead a life less ordinary, that have gone above and beyond, that are really achieving, that are really succeeding, but not in a materialistic way, right. in other forms of way. That to me is that shows true courage. These people are taking action despite the fear, despite of what society says. And that to me is true courage. I have to agree. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a young kid, like I said, they were like, oh, stop asking questions. But like, I always remember this, even as an adult, they would say color in the like coloring boxes, like stay within the lines. What a great podcast. Stay within the lines. Rubbish to that. Who wants to stay within the lines? Think outside the box. That's what I say. It's like right now what's going on around the world. People are sheep. What are people doing? Think outside the box. What is going on is ridiculous. It's just crazy. We need to really tap into what's going on, tap into our inner strength, tap into what we intrinsically believe is right or wrong. Absolutely. And like the follow-up that is when they say stay within the box for me, I'm like, but it looks prettier when I add the colors outside kind of thing. Why, why should I stay in the box? And as a little kid, I never figured that out. Well, you stay outside the box. Oh, I, I, I like that. that is my piece of advice to you as an older lady. Stay outside the box. Keep thinking outside the box right. because normality gets you nowhere. And, you know, being somebody that, 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 that's a maverick, that's a free thinker that can think for themselves, I think is so much, yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. Oh, that alone, yeah. So then actually I want to follow that up with, uh, so is that why you kind of were leaving your corporate job is you were within the box the whole time and you're like, wait, there's more opportunity. I didn't fit in. Yeah. Josh, I didn't fit in. I was successful really? as a woman, but I was very much in a man's world. Uh, I remember, I mean, yeah, I even used to wear the pinstripe suits. And like I said, people can't see me, but I'm quite, I'm, I'm glamorous, you know, I love, the, I love the sexy clothes and all the rest of it. And I just didn't fit. So I, I, I was this person that just never, I hated the rules. You know, rules are there to be broken as far as I'm concerned. Right. And I was a rule breaker. And, and that probably was part of why I was so successful, but it was also why I was never ever going to really truly fit and I, and I just didn't feel like what I was doing was truly contributing but I think it's not it, it's really I didn't feel like I was me I didn't feel like this was who I was and the real crux the real tipping point was when I thought of myself this might sound a bit weird lying on my deathbed with regret and I'd yes. ask each and every one of you just to think about that. Whatever you're doing in life, are you going to be like, fast forward to your deathbed. It's horrible to, to think about. You don't want to think about that. But are you going to live with regret? Is there something you're itching to do? But the fear or your mind, your monkey mind is saying, no, you can't do that. Don't be stupid. You can't do that. Who are you to do that? Is that little voice telling you something? And are you going to wait? Are you going to be on your deathbed regretting and wishing you ignored that that little voice inside your head? 
And that's what really did it for me. It's like, I, I need to scratch this itch. I need to get out of the city because I can't believe this is what it's all about. Is life, is this really what life is all about? So I want to add something. And I, am gonna, I think I'm taking this from Gary Vaynerchuk too. But it's the, when you're dead, what are people going to say at your uh, burial? Are yeah, you gonna say good? Gonna say, yeah, exactly. Is, is, are you, did you do good or you didn't do enough for even the like yeah, notice? I don't about me, but let's hope it's not over yet. I've got, I've got at least another 50 years yet. <laughs> hey, you never know with technology. We might live to 200 now. Well, exactly, exactly. Let's bring it on, but bring it on in a healthy lifestyle, guys. Absolutely. So look after your health. That is the one thing they can't take it, you know, that money cannot buy your health. No. No. And most of it, as weird as it is, and we are never taught this, at least in American schools, I don't know about your system, is that your mind is way more powerful than you give it credit for, like the manifesting. Most most illnesses uh, string from anxiety, which is stress kind of thing. Oh, your mind can do anything. Your mind can heal itself. Yeah. Um, and they, they've proven that with um, in in some studies and some in some cancer uh, uh, patients where they've actually been able to reheal the cells within them. Now that does you know that I'm not that's, sure people that are listening to this thinking that sounds like a load of bollocks to be honest, but it is yeah. honestly the the power of the mind is unbelievable. It and really if you is. Think of it logically. If you're, and, and I always, I use this as an example. So okay. when I was in my corporate life, and this might sound like old technology, but we were given some of these goggles that you put on and it, it's like spatial awareness. It makes you believe that you're in this. I mean, it, it was an elevator and you were going up the floors and you were literally stepping out. You could feel the adrenaline. Now I was standing in a corporate room in a normal floor, but you put... So what these goggles are doing, it's that they're tricking the mind. And this is how powerful the mind is. So your heartbeat can go up like that. You can feel like you're falling off a cliff and your body will go through every single um, reaction that it will do, even though it's not doing anything. That's the power of the mind. So you just you just take that into anything. If your yeah. mind believes something, it can make it happen and it can change the physiology in your body. I remember a while ago, and I think my mom might have showed me the article. It was like this one guy who was paraplegic from a car crash kind of thing. And essentially, he, the doctor's like, there's no chance. There's no way you can recover kind of thing. He was, he's like, you're bed bound forever. And he pretty much said to the doctor, you're like, give me one year and I'll be walking just fine. And the doctor's like, well, hooey on you. If you do, no bills for you kind of thing. And lo and behold, he was actually two days early. He was yeah, walking perfect. Oh, oh uh, there's stories about that. Lovely, absolutely. Um, if you don't listen to what people say and your mind doesn't know, it's almost like, well, you make your own reality. Mm-hmm. And that's just always stuck with me because literally it, it was one of those. If you're looking at it medically, his spine was shattered. The nerves were gone kind of thing. Like, But in one year, well, minus two days for him. Everything was perfectly back together. Obvious, like cartilage was a little off, kind of thing. But he, everything was reconnected because he he saw himself every day when he was sleeping that he was walking around the hospital. So his the, the power of vis- visualization is incredible. If you 
can see yourself and, and I think I know that that story that one is if you can see yourself doing something it's like athletes that see themselves winning a race mm -hmm. you put your body through that and you're training your body to see it visualize it and you can you can form new, new neuro um patterning in your brain with constant repetition the patterns in your brain can be reprogrammed Mm -hmm. uh, so, so the brain and the body, amazing things. I mean, oh, they, they are. So, I, I completely believe that the brain is so powerful. Now, that's if we use it to good use. We can also use it for bad too. Yeah, and we also use it to let us talk us out of all of these amazing things we could be doing in our life because we listen to the critic. It's deep down that's there with us every single day. And we've all got it. We've all got that little voice in our head that says, you can't do this, you can't do that, you shouldn't do this, you must do this, you ought to do that. And whatever voice you want to give it, it is there. And everyone's got it. And it's learning, um, it's learning to listen, just yes. observe and ignore it. Absolutely. So actually, I want to add something into that. So when I was in college before I dropped out, um, I took a swimming class with this wonderful lady. Like she's done all her trading and all this. And she does therapy for people specifically for like paraplegics. And she's like, you know what the strangest thing is when we put them in water, they can walk. She's like, but we put them on land, they fall over. She's like terrible analogy, but she's like, it's literally what happens. She's like her thesis. And she's trying to prove it through training and studies. She's like, I, she's like, I think other than patently obvious damage, paraplegic is actually paraplegia is in your mind not your body yeah because yeah. she's like how can a paraplegic walk in water but can't walk on land it's my, well it's mind body connection isn't it there's a connection there right is. and it was one of those i followed up with her and she's getting close to submitting her papers but it was just one of those that's always stuck too i'm like interesting so we made the connection on land we can't do anything but because we never experienced water before in that situation the body just goes back to its old state because the brain doesn't put one is, is not associating one thing with the other maybe I mean, I, I, exactly I and that's uh, where she's like i'm trying to figure out the in-between part of that because she's like if we can figure out that gap we can actually help a lot of people completely and i think i think the more we realize that we have such a mind-body connection um and you realize actually what you put in your mind is also going to affect your body. And I'll say that again, what you put in your mind. Um, so, you know, when you listen to mainstream media and you're listening to all that negativity that's going into your mind, it's going to take a toll on you. It's going to take a toll on your, you mentally and physically. I don't watch the news now. I'm, I do not watch the mainstream media. No, I don't either. But it's funny because a lot of my guests are like, why aren't you on social media? Because I'm like, it's all negative and fear-mongering. I don't need that in my mind kind of thing. Exactly. Fill your mind with positive stuff. We're learning exactly. growth and things that are going to expand you. Funny little puppies like dancing around with like donkeys kind of thing. <laughs> That'll fill it up with the whole, oh, the Delta strand of COVID. It's like, what the fuck ever kind of thing. It's like, I'm not worried. Exactly. I, I'm like, I actually... <laughs> part of the reason I started this whole podcast was my tipping point for me was back in December, I got COVID at work and they all tried to get me in trouble because they all knew the people had COVID, but because I got it, 
and I kept working, they were like, oh, you spread it to the store. I'm like, but you told me nothing kind of thing. You didn't tell me that I was infected. You didn't oh, tell God. me this. And so I'm like, if I knew I would have taken proper things and gone home. Yeah. And it was just literally, I remember, luckily the, the jerk got moved somewhere else. The district manager essentially came in, pulled me aside, said, you're expendable. I can get someone in by tomorrow. This is also back when everyone was making 600 a week on unemployment for America. I said, good luck. If you can get someone in by tomorrow, I will gladly just walk away kind of thing. But I'm like, you are not. I promise you, no one aspires to come and clean the floor and scrub shit off the toilet for $14.40 an hour. Well, probably look at it back now. And look, did you start your podcast back then? When, once I recovered from COVID, I literally just like, they don't care about me. They literally just said that I'm starting it. I'm doing something I want to do. So out of a adversity came a benefit. Yes, and if did. you could reframe it like that, that's probably the best thing that ever happened to you. Then your podcast will go places because oh, yeah. because it's it's so much better to look at it as a actually from this point of adversity came something really good, and this is and now I am doing what I love doing. Exactly. No, and that's what I of. Uh, I don't usually try to bring that up because that was like a couple months ago with the guests, but it's still it's one of those I'm like. Because of that one moment, I realized I'm truly a number in their system. Other than my manager, he cares about me as Josh. I am just a number to be ground. No, it's he doesn't. All yeah. corporates are just a number. And anyone that thinks differently, unfortunately, is, is mistaken. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. And that that's the biggest one now. I jokingly tell some of my guests this. It's like, I kind of started this podcast mainly to like show young Josh, the curious Josh, that there is like, look at this person. Or look at like Sonia now kind of thing. She had a similar path, do what she recommends. Now it's just like, I get to talk to cool people like you and get your insights too. Well, Josh, my advice to you is continue doing what brings you joy. Uh, Let go of the past. Greatest thing that happened to you, actually greatest learning experience. And keep on your mission of, you know, uh, of interviewing people that you love talking to. What great, and, and we can do that now. Absolutely. I want to say, like, look at this. Like, I'm clear on the other side of the world, and we're just talking like we're next to each other. Exactly. Exactly. So I know you have a game. So can I, I got two questions going out, and then uh, we'll just plug your Go on. Go for it. Fire All away. Right. Fire away. So other than work, what have you been doing during these lockdown times to keep yourself busy? Whoa, well, I can't say it's been the best of times, but I have been working out every day. So that's a big value of mine. And I was able to go to a friend who's a personal trainer. We, we had enough weights to train in her back garden because we, we, we weren't allowed to train indoors. Yeah. So we, we had some weights and we trained outside. That's kept me really busy. The show, you said, other than work, although it doesn't feel like work to me, has kept me going. Um, and just being kept in, to be honest, I've done more walking than I ever have. I live in an absolutely beautiful part of England, uh, just outside London called Richmond. And I've really discovered nature. I've discovered, um, not discovered, but I've learned to really appreciate where I live and appreciate walks in greenery in the country, just looking at the amazing abundance that we've got around us 
the greenery, the trees, the water. I, I live very close to water. In fact, I can look at the water from, from where I'm sitting. So I, I, it's actually just appreciating, appreciating everything that's around us. Our planet is a beautiful place. It really is. And I, I think with the lockdowns, because essentially we were only allowed to camp and hike, and there's a, a new renewal to appreciate nature and help it too. Yeah, of course. Of course. And I mean, that is the one good thing. I think we've all had more time. Um, and that's not necessarily been a good thing um, if you've been having a hard time mentally, but certainly in times of just reconnecting with nature, with slowing down, slowing the pace of life down, not getting in your car, actually walking places, hiking, like you say, just going back to basics. Yeah. Absolutely. So if someone aspiring to be like you, a successful, a truly successful, not business successful woman like you, what are some tips and tricks you would recommend to them? First of all, it's um, never compare. I'd say never compare yourself to anybody else. So don't look at anyone else and go, I want to be like them. Find out who you are. So my first piece of advice is discover your true values. And when I say values, I don't mean social um, idealisms that we talk about, like integrity, truth, honesty. That's a whole load of bollocks. I mean, what are your values? What gets you up in the morning? And that is different for you, Josh, than different to me. It's different for everybody. We all have our priorities and our values that we don't even need to be externally motivated to do. Find out what those are. Make those your priority of the day and live from that place every single day. Because when you're living from your highest uh, value, then you're living in a place of joy. And then you will truly um, start discovering your purpose and what you're here to do. That's beautiful. That's truly beautiful. Where can people reach out to you? And I'll also email you for links later too. Yeah, of course, people can please go and subscribe on my YouTube channel, which is the Sonia Morton Firth Show. It's spelt with the Y-S-O-N-Y-A Morton Firth, the Sonia Morton Firth Show. Same on Instagram at the Sonia Morton Firth Show, Facebook and LinkedIn or the Sonia Morton Firth Show. Wonderful. Yeah, and I will... Like I said, I'll reach out to you and they'll all be in the show description. So great, Josh. Well, it's been a real pleasure. Absolutely. The pleasure away from London. Uh, very exciting speaking to you. Um, and yeah, grateful that we're able to do this. It really is. Thank you. I appreciate your time and appreciate you. Thanks, Josh. You too. Bye. Well, congratulations. You made it to the end. You're an awesome person. Not many make it here. So being the awesome person that you are, can you do me one more awesome favor? Can you rate and review this on whatever podcast uh, services you're using? Um, app, if you do it on Apple uh, and you leave an actual written review, um, I have a thing on my website. I will take your written review and post it for all to see. Congratulations. You're permanently sealed on my site. Otherwise, um, I am trying to do YouTube more and live streaming. Um, I will try to put as many of the YouTube links in the description of the show as I can. So give your boy uh, some extra help over on um, YouTube. Watch my videos. I, mean, I just mute it and change the channel, <laughs> change the, the window or something. But yeah, um, that's it. 
Thank you for being awesome and see you next time.